are you allowed to ban people from coming to your funeral? Like, I'm sure we all have a mental list now of people we would not want to be at our funerals because we're still mad at them for things they did 30 years ago. <laughs> but her mom has given her a list of people saying, like, I don't want these people to show up. Is that enforceable? That's a brand new Ask My Mom today on the show. Welcome. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What's up? Yeah, hi. Welcome to this, uh, let's see, it's the 30th. Today's the 30th of January, a time of release. It is our podcast. It's based in three principles. It's live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot and we love my mom. My co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. I don't understand why in the world anybody watches sports. I need, I need someone to explain sports to me because I just – I've tried now for 40 years. Probably not 40. When do you start watching sports? Seven. And so 33 <laughs> years and I just can't quite understand why anyone likes to watch sports. doesn't really make sense to me at all. I <laughs> live in a football city for the first time. Oh, boy, do you ever. And it's uh, – yeah, it's, it's a it's weird so world. It's a weird it's place a to live because I'm just not used to living in places where people are like – die hard about yeah. their sports team, right? Like, mm -hmm. for example, let's just go over previous cities really quick. Tampa, when I lived there, nobody cared about the Buccaneers at all. They knew, there, was, there was zero passion for it, right? I mean, before that was Atlanta when the Falcons were, you know, nobody. Um, mm -hmm. Well, that's not true, actually. The Falcons may have been pretty good. That was like back when Michael Vick and all that was were playing. So oh, I, yeah. just, I just don't think I had yeah. an interest in it. So... Then I moved to Phoenix, and nobody cared about the Cardinals at the time. Um, mm -hmm. Then I moved to San Diego, where the Chargers actually left because nobody was going to the games anymore. So, <laughs> I, again, I just I'm not been around football, but living in a football city, and uh, it was Sunday night was the playoff game for the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, boy. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to be a good participant. And even though I know I'm not going to care that much about this, I am going to sit here and watch a full football game. And I'm going to literally, wow. and I couldn't, I couldn't literally, literally physically watch it because of my eyes, but I can mm -hmm. watch at least, let's just say 70% without looking away, looking back, looking away, looking back. Um, I don't understand why y'all go through that. I was thinking and like it, it was about a three hour game. Right. And mm -hmm. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, this is, this is a long time to emotionally invest into anything. Right. Like I can't think of three hours a week. I give to literally anything. And most of y'all, if you're sports fans, you like, you know, you'll keep up with the, uh, what do you call it? The off days and the ESPNs and the sports centers and the stats and the traveling <laughs> and the drama. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like y'all really, y'all really, really get into it. I, mm -hmm. On the other hand, that uh, don't see like I don't invest with the exception of now Legos obsessing over that a little bit. But here's the deal. So I started breaking it down. OK, so let me let me try to understand this. The and this is this is the real research it is in a football game. Only about eight percent, eight percent of the broadcast is the actual game itself. The rest of it is 
either because I'm like, this is a shit ton of commercials. Like it's literally like they, they play one play. Oh yeah. And then they'll play five minutes of commercials and they'll play one play and they'll play five mm-hmm. more minutes of commercials. And I'm like, that's, that's big a, business. That's a mm-hmm. lot. That's a lot. So yeah, it's eight percent of the whole three hours. You're watching about eight percent of an actual football game going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that's that's just like there. There's no, there's nothing else in the world where people would, you know, if I said, hey, you want to go to the movies, but you're only going to be able to see eight percent of it, you'd be like, no thanks. Or hey, why don't we go fly on a plane that has an eight percent success rate? You'd be like, no thanks. Like I'm good. <laughs> there's no there's no reason in the world to like to watch it, right? So that you're watching eight percent. Mm-hmm. On top of that, it's literally a losing game. Like you got to keep in mind the the point of it is is to win, right? And that's when you, yeah. you get emotionally excited. The odds are not in your favor at all. Like only one team at the end of the day can win, right? Like only one yeah. team. So like, like for example, football. Only one team's going to win the Super Bowl. So every other team eventually is going to lose. Now, I was watching Jess's Insta story and she was like crying, like crying tears. Now, she's obviously a really emotional person, but I'm like, <laughs> let me get this straight. You're investing three hours a week, plus you're only getting 8% of what you're actually investing in. And then, like, you're emotionally crying over it. because even though you know that like most likely you're going to lose, you know, like like every team, but one will lose by the end of the season. So unless you just happen to have the one team that wins the Super Bowl, eventually you're going to go through like the loss of your team. Right. True. So like what, why, why, mom? You got caught up in the Braves last year. Yeah. Even though you know it's going to be a losing game. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know the stats on baseball. I was looking at football when it came to like actual percentage of you know of the game. But but I'm I'm assuming it's a lot of the same thing. It mm-hmm. is. You're watching a lot of commercials. Mm-hmm. You're, and then at the end, obviously the Braves lost. So right. you're going to end up just being disappointed and sad and feel like a sad emotion. Mm-hmm. Why do sports people like it doesn't add up to me? <laughs> like what? Well, your your team doesn't always lose. But they will eventually they, they, they will eventually win. lose though, right? Like Yeah, but that's the whole spirit of the game is that you're hoping they won't and that they'll be the champions. And for me, you know, I watch the Braves and I watch the Hawks. Mainly because your dad enjoys sports so much, and I've decided, well, I can support the home teams, right? (laughs) And enjoy that with him. And, um, you know, I get personally involved with them. Like, I love the stories of the players, and, you know, if one of them's down and out, I want them to do well. But, like, go watch a movie then. You know, like, like you just go watch a movie or like a documentary or something. I prefer a movie over sports. (laughs) I just do it because your dad likes it. I just, I mean, maybe I'm too logical. Everyone, everyone tells me I'm just too logical. I need to like get on my logic brain sometimes. But like when I'm sitting there last night and I'm like, and like it, it it felt like shit. Even me that was like invested even just three hours of my life into it. Mm -hmm. I was like, 
this this doesn't make me feel good at all. I actually feel terrible by the end of this. <laughs> like I can't imagine doing this for, you know, whatever, four months at a time and then just only to be disappointed in the end. It just doesn't mm-hmm. just doesn't really doesn't really add up to me at all. I remember this one time. So when I went to Tampa, when I lived in Tampa, the Rays were in the playoffs. And uh, that's baseball, in case you don't know. And they well, I lived right across from Tropicana Field, the Trop. And I was like, well, I don't really care that much about it. And I do, I do like to go to baseball games. It's fine. But th- I would have no huge interest in following any team, right? But I'm like, you know what? Like, I, this is a, a pretty cool once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to probably go to a, you know, a playoff game or a World Series or whatever. I was like, I'm going to, and this is back in the day before you could buy tickets online. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to walk over there after the game starts, and if there's somebody selling tickets that are cheap enough, then like I'll buy some, right? So mm-hmm. I found a guy that was selling like 200-level seats, like the press press box area seats for like 200 bucks each. And I'm like... Now that now that ticket nowadays would be probably five thousand dollars, but um, mm-hmm. you know back then two hundred dollars a lot of money. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, again, when's this ever going to happen again? And back then you had to worry about them being fake too. So you're like, I don't even know this is fake. I'm really risking it. So I said, all right, here's two hundred bucks. Uh, my uh-huh. ex wife and I went to the game, and was it, it was games for both of you. It was per ticket, I think. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it's per ticket, which y'all know mm-hmm. for me, especially four hundred dollars. Like Ooh. we ain't. We ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. So I, when I, uh, there was, it was game seven of the playoffs. I believe, I don't think it was the world series. I'm pretty sure it was the playoffs. I, I don't think I'd have been able to get into the world series mm-hmm. and they lost game seven and the feeling of, Oh my God, I just paid $400 to come in here and have the saddest exit of my life. Like that feeling of walking mm-hmm. out of that stadium was the mm-hmm. most probably like top 20 most depressing feelings that I could ever remember being around. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just can't, I can't imagine. I'm thinking about the Ravens game yesterday. There's 70,000 people there. Can you yeah. imagine? And and most of them, let's be honest. What is it? What do you think? What is it, 80% minimum Ravens fans at the minimum, if not more? Mm-hmm. What, I mean, what do you think that felt like? That felt yeah. like shit. Yeah, that had to feel like absolute shit walking mm-hmm. out of that stadium. And I'm like, imagine now if you paid because the cheapest ticket I found, because I was just kind of, because honestly what I was doing is I was doing Legos and I was watching the game and I would spread so, hop on, hop, yeah, <laughs> I was, I would hop on the phone and I would, um, uh, check ticket prices. So I was like, maybe they'll start going down as it goes. They, they kind of just stayed. The cheapest ticket was about 900 bucks that I could find on game day. And I'm like, okay, let's just even imagine you paid the base price, right? So mm-hmm. let's say you paid nine hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. How must that have felt? Uh, I know Jim and I say that a lot when our teams lose. Yeah, We're like oh, thank God we didn't spend you know a thousand dollars to go out there because then you've got concessions and all that. Too. Yes, you know just the to merchandise see that blessing. Yeah, like all of it. All I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I feel. I literally feel so bad uh, to like have to like. I feel bad for them to have to like walk out of that stadium feeling like feeling like shit. I, I know um uh, one of my coworkers went to the game, and she was saying like, oh my god, like 
it was because I was watching her Insta story and it was like, yeah, game day pregame. Here's this person. I'm at the stadium at the stadium. Here's the flyover for the, the um, uh, star spangled banner. Here's the first down. Yeah. And then like uh, slowly the pictures like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and then there's nothing uh-huh. else and then nothing else. And I'm like, man, that's, that was a, a disappointment. I, I, I'm going to say this and I, I, prove me wrong on that. Like, I would love for you to prove me wrong. You can call if you want to, like if you're a a sports fanatic, explain to me if you know it's a losing game and by all, all odds, you know that like you're most likely, unless you live in Kansas city or you you root for the chiefs, most likely you're going to lose at least at some point in the game. Like why, why, what, like what's, what draws you to keep on coming back? If you look at the stats and say, I know I'm going to be disappointed by the end of the season. I know it's going to suck. So that's the only sports commentary I'm ever going to have on this podcast. Because other than that, <laughs> I was watching the game. I was watching the game. And I'm like, I honestly don't even know how, how, how like half this game works. I don't even know. Like, I'm not sure. Like, they, I would I'd have to like pick it up as they were talking about it. You know, the commentary. I'm like, oh, okay. That makes sense, I guess, than what they're doing. But I was, mm-hmm. I'm not the kind of guy you want to like invite to the, you know, your, your, Super Bowl party because it's just no. not it. Not it You'd for be me. Such a downer at a Super Bowl party. Oh, I'd be so mad. I actually, you I was don't actually like the sports. No, you don't like the food and no. you don't like the drink and uh-uh. you don't like people. What would there be there for you? And that's, that's what I was, I was joking about with, um, with my coworker that went because she got invited last minute because I guess my, I guess my uh, company has like a booth or a, a box there or whatever. And she got an, it's usually just like, you know, the higher ups and their friends and clients or whatever. So I guess she got invited to go last minute. And I was like, I can't imagine how much I would have hated that experience because I'd be sitting there watching a football game sober with everyone else is like drinking, having a good time, going crazy. And I couldn't eat anything. Uh, and I don't understand the game going on and it would just be like so much small. T- Here's what I recommend for those that like, I would love for you to do the social experiment and tell me how you do. Cause some people may be able to do this, but I don't think most of us would go to a drinking thing and don't drink and tell me if you have a good time because I, I, it's like so hard for me to go to drinking things. I'm not like dinners are fine, but like, let's say a football game. I dare you to go to a sport with everyone else drinking and you're not drinking. <laughs> or or go to a party and you're not drinking it. When doing dry January, like you get like a taste of how awkward it can be sometimes being the only sober person at a drinking establishment or activity. It's a very even though I listen, I love being sober, I love it. But I just can't imagine going to watch a football game and not drinking, <laughs> especially with coworkers. That might break my sobriety. I keep and, waiting for and what's no one else there can imagine that either. I know. <laughs> That's why I don't get invited to these things, man. That's why I don't get invited. Like, I get it. Like, what? I, I know. No alcohol. I'm yeah, done leaving. I'm yeah. gone. I'm they would headed not, to the bar. <laughs> nobody would want to hang out with me. That's fine. Wait, so the babies are coming home tomorrow today, Yay! I guess, technically. Babies are coming home. So in case you don't know, uh, my sister had triplets about a month and December 20th. Yeah. About a month and a week ago. And we have been, my mom, if you can't tell is in the Knoxville studios today, AKA the townhouse that she's renting. 
um, which it's so echoey over there. We're talking about this on more mama's boy, our Thursday show. And we're trying to get this, my mom's levels, right. I don't, I don't hear the breath noises today. Um, but I do hear a lot of background noise. So forgive us as we're trying to figure out the, the different setups. But when we say Knoxville studios, just know that literally is a kind of our inside joke because, uh, literally we don't have studios and it just sounds fancier. <laughs> so <laughs> where she has, she does have a new laptop, by the way, though, we will say that. I- Dude, furnished fans. furnished by certified so fans yeah much. that's right that came out of our certified mm-hmm. fans budget by the way so thank yes. you for all those to contribute because without that mm-hmm. I, I we were about to shut the podcast down with how bad the last laptop was so um we now have a new laptop that we're working with well a new mm-hmm. refurbished laptop which apparently works that's just great correct. right it's working fantastic i love it Yep. So, um, thank you by the way, for everyone that made that possible. So my mom is back in Knoxville this week and we, did you know that the babies were coming home? Not until well yesterday. So what, what's the story here? Well, you know, we were waiting for them to get off the feeding tube, which meant that they had to have X number of ounces uh, of milk per day from a bottle. Right. And then Maggie breastfeeds them too sporadically, but you can't, You can't really keep up with that. So she's been pumping her breast milk and freezing it. She's been such a good mom. So Mm -hmm. proud of her. And um, they've been giving them that. And yesterday when I went, I was holding Charlie and it was time for him to eat. And he took his bottle. He took the whole thing. And he was the only one that still had his feeding tube in because the other two Jack and Rollins had started, you know, taking their bottle earlier in the week. Yeah. And so we we knew, I mean, Rollins is six pounds now. She is so cute. That's oh, that's like a that's a that's a real life baby now. Exactly. She's gone from four pounds at birth to six pounds. Yeah. And so a third more, right? Sure. And so we were expecting her to come home. And uh, then Maggie, you know, was saying, you know, last night or night before last, she was saying, you know, it's going to be so hard if, you know, one or two of them come home and the others don't, then we've got to go to the hospital too. And somebody's got to be here for the babies at home and yada, yada, yada. And we were like, "Mm." I said, well, we'll just have to cross that bridge when we come to it. We don't know what's happening, right? Yeah. Well, lo and behold, she called the night nurse or she called the nurse this morning and the nurse said, Dr. Dodo, I don't know what his name is. <laughs> Doctor, <laughs> Listen, if you ever walk into the doctor's office and your doctor's name is Dr. Dodo, don't, don't go there. Don't go there. Actually, I shouldn't say that because all the doctors there have been really superb. And they anyway. probably listen. Now those kids are not coming home. They're like, well, fuck these people. <laughs> right. One more month. There's there's 10 of them that rotate that oh, wow. are keeping an eye on these babies. So anyway, yeah. one of them, one of them said, yeah, they're ready to go. And so the nurse said, uh, yeah, she said, the doctor said they can all three go home today. This is like wow. 930 in the morning. And Maggie and I are looking at each other like, what? Today? Yeah. Not today. <laughs> Maggie's <laughs> well, I don't know that I'm ready. Like, <laughs> this, is really, this is really a surprise. Like, it's I so thought funny. maybe... Rollins would, but anyway. Well, she didn't. It's almost like my sister didn't think that they were ever going to come home. And like, <laughs> obviously, you know, they're going to come home. 
And like yeah. every day she's like, I just want them to come home. But it's almost like she wasn't planning on them actually coming home. And now they're like, well, they can go home. She's like, what? They're coming home. So you guys ran around all day yesterday trying yes. to get everything Initial put together because things, we what, all, everything perfect. what all was left to do? Because again, oh, you know, they've been, they've been here for six weeks. I know. Just to hang a picture in the, you know, in the nursery and, to, you know, just to organize stuff a little bit differently. Like Maggie just wants everything to be perfect. Of course she does. There's well, so let's, um, let's get a clap for that. Let me see, let's see if we can clap. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. I, uh, I just realized we can play sound effects on this, uh, this program that we're using. So we're going to clap for, uh, clap for the babies. Um, yeah. I mean, how are, so how are you feeling about that? Are you excited? So all three will be home as of today. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. So obviously the story should start getting interesting. How long are you in Knoxville for? Until February 6th. Which and then is I'll be back on the eleventh. It's a week from Tuesday. Okay. A week from yeah. Well, tomorrow. A week from today. Okay. And, as this airs. So then on so. Thursday, our more mama's boy show, uh, we'll have mm-hmm. some more baby updates with it. Actually, the baby's being home for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And that will be uh, I'm sure a sigh of relief for everyone oh, to yeah. you know, be able to kind of relax. Uh, Such a that. Wait, thing. did you say that someone was trying to steal a baby out of the NICU? I don't know the full story, but Maggie just texted me today. Let me see if I can find that text. Because I told um, y'all now, if you're if you're new to our, to our podcast, you didn't hear the episode of my sister when I, I went to go meet my trip, my uh, my nieces and nephews. I I was saying the security here seems a little loose, like. I just walked up to the door and I was like, Oh, I'm here to see the the Murray triplets. And they were like, Oh, we don't have you on the list. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, my sister knows I'm coming. And they were like, Oh, okay, cool. Come on in. Like, 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 like honor system. It's like the honor system. Like she literally was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. If you say so, then come on in. No problem. And I was like, okay. And they opened the door and I walked right in and started just like touching the babies. I'm like, this is, this doesn't seem, no, you have right. to wash your hands first. Well, I know, but the point is, I can, I can literally, I, I, and I was joking when I said, like, you could just go in there and take any baby you wanted, but it sounds like, is that what actually happened today? No, this is what it said. She says, something scary happened here. One of the dads was on drugs and got aggressive, and they had to call the cops up here. Oh. Now I'm like, uh, should I take them home tonight? And I was like, oh. I said, I mean, I'm sure it's fine, but no, she you- said, I said, oh, with exclamation points. And she said, I mean, I'm sure it's fine, but still. And I said, that's scary, but hopefully they'll tighten security there. And has that ever happened before? And she said, I'm sure it has. And I said, ask your nurse and trust her. And she said, yes. Yeah, it's got to be weird they, to like, safe. <laughs> you got to like, like leave your kids there. I'm sure that has to be a really well, like, just, just human nature. Journal. Yes. No. You know. You want to. You want to be with your babies all the yeah, time. I get it. And you want to. You know. You want to take care of them. You don't want someone else taking care of them all the time. Right. And Maggie and John were really getting antsy after a month. I mean, like right. It's a long time. 20th, they're like, okay, you know, let's be sure we know what's going on here. And you know, it was the amount of um, of milk they were taking. And I said, well, Maggie, you don't want to, you know push them too hard and then you have to take them back. I mean, that'd be terrible. Yeah. 
I so, I want to argue yeah. one thing you said there when you said that there's no parent that wants someone else to take care of their kids all the time. I'm sure there's someone listening right now that be like, actually that sounds kind of lovely to have someone to actually have someone available to take care of your children at all times. Actually, it does sound like a oh, blessing yeah. to some of you. I, uh, perspective's everything, right? And I yes. I was in therapy on Friday, and this is when I say therapy, this is like my talk therapy, my EMDR therapy that I've been doing. Um, and I y'all, I'm I'm like. I talked about this on more mama's boy, but just a quick summary is like, I'm not, I'm not doing good. I'm not like I, for some reason, my, my health has really gone to hell since I've been back from Jamaica. I I was like making some good progress. And for some reason, I don't know. I don't know, but for whatever reason I got back from Jamaica and like everything that I've been working on now for months is kind of feels like it's not working right anymore. My eyes are bad again. My, uh, just burning. I'm having this really, I mean, like, you know, I woke up this morning just, and I, the second that I got out of bed, I just started spinning and I'm like, I didn't do anything yet. I haven't done anything. Like usually it's like mm-hmm. if I watch TV too long or if I, you know, do some kind of weird motion, like I'll get dizzy, but like, I just got out of bed I was like, Whoa. And like, I am frustrated. I'm really, I'm really burned out. Anyway, here's the point. So I'm in, I'm in therapy and I'm just, you know, I'm telling my therapist, I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's really hard. And, you know, some days I just have to go home and just like put my eye mask on and just lay there because I just can't even like do anything else. And she's like, you know how much I wish I could just go home and lay down and put an eye mask on some days. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, touche, touche. Like, yeah, I guess there's you know, worse things that could be happening, but uh, I see, I see where you're going with this. So perspective is a, a, a funny thing. Well, I'm excited about the babies and we'll do more mm-hmm. updates on Thursday once we're actually home. I do want to get your Maggie on eventually when she has well, a second <laughs> yeah i don't know when but i know that everybody wants to kind of there's like a million questions you have um but mm-hmm. i now that she's home it may be mm-hmm. easier to like set a time up versus like before where she's at the hospital all day every day you know so anyway yeah, more soon on that on a schedule of some sort we'll uh we'll do our quote for today okay it's from colson whitehead if it's true for you, it is true for someone else, and you are no longer alone. Yeah, it's just one of those reminders. We talk about this a lot. Reach out. Let someone know that you need help, that you need support, because I guarantee you for every person you tell, they will know 10 other people, if it's not them, that are going through the same thing or that have gone through the same thing. and you will feel so much better just knowing that you're not alone in the world. And this is the only person, you know, you're the only person this could possibly happen to. And you saw that in your divorce. And now you're seeing that, you know, with your concussion. I I don't know that I'm necessarily seeing with a concussion. Just FYI. I don't know. I'm like, (laughs) even even my doctors four months later, like, I don't really know what to tell you anymore. I'm like, okay, well, this is uh, this is not good, but, uh, but I do think that you. there's a lot of people that uh, that you'd be surprised. I mean, how many things have we talked about in this podcast? And like, I, I've kind of dedicated my life, I guess, so far to like being the uncomfortable sounding board. And some of you guys are great about. It. I see some of you guys post about it on social media, you share your story, and I think it's so powerful because, again, we. We don't have the 
uh, everybody complains about social media, right? Oh my God, social media is so terrible. <laughs> but I think that honestly, social media is really also because they're right. It's really terrible at times, but it also has mm. given everyone the opportunity to kind of like share their story a little bit more often. Uh, no, true, yeah. true or false story. I think you can share yes. your fake story too, but I think yes. some of you guys are really good about being vulnerable and sharing what you're going through. And I think that's really mm-hmm. powerful. And I applaud you for doing that, you know, to be able to talk about like the hard things. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm trying y'all. I'm trying just to, to be out here, just talking. I mean, that's where I, I think that's probably, most of the reason of why you're here right now is because you probably heard one of these terrible trials and tribulations I've been through the last couple of years. And you're like, Hey, okay, I can relate to this guy. I can, you know, I I'd say that's probably why most of you, like some of you came for the wacky radio bits, but you're still here at this point. And there's something about you that likes to share the human experience, you know, like you like to have this more authentic look at, at our lives. And, you know, we have the radio shows and those are great. And, you know, they're dramatic at times and they're funny and they're comedy and they're goofing around. And, you know, I think Jess and I try to do a a good job of of being transparent, but it's way different. It's way different because we can't like, I got like, okay, I got a three minute break, like four minute break, whatever we got to like, okay, talk about the, it's just, it's not the same as you're going to get, especially with certified mama's boy. So Mm -hmm. thank you for letting me share my story. Thank you for sharing your story. For those that are brave enough to talk, and if you're not, there's no problem. I don't want to guilt anybody into sharing your story. No. But for those that do, I think mm-hmm. it's awesome that like you get it the opportunity. It'll help to, you. It'll help someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Thursday show is our more mama's boy show, and that is a bonus podcast that we give you every Thursday. It's the show is called More Mama's Boy. You cannot find it in your app store or your um uh your podcast players it's only a fan subscription show so it's a six dollar a month contribution if you want to hold another episode of certified mama's boy um on thursdays typically and like i said i'm pretty committed to being here for the next couple months y'all like i'm not going anywhere honestly i can't, I can't travel anymore until i feel better it's so stressful on me it's like it's just not it for me right now. It's not doing what traveling should be doing. So I am here in the state of Baltimore. Uh, wait, that's not a state. I'm here in the city of Baltimore <laughs> for the foreseeable future. And hopefully, God willing, we have Tuesday, Thursday show for quite some time. But yeah, if you don't subscribe to More Mama's Boy, uh, it's our our certified fan show. Uh, hopefully you will. You know, like if you, like we just said with the whole before the break, like having that – this kind of authentic podcast and we'd like to keep it this way and there's nobody controlling this show, but because there's not, uh, we got to find a way to pay for it. So by you contributing to our show, we are forever grateful for you and, uh, we can keep this podcast going. So, you know, there's a lot of perks of becoming a certified fan. You get a certified fans page on Facebook, which kind of breaks things down. We can share pictures and stories and everything else over there a lot easier. And we have the more mama's voice show, which is our, our Thursday show. You can get a whole another episode for $6 a month. And I hope you don't see it as like a, like a Netflix thing. I don't want you to see it like that, but I want you to see it as we're contributing to the show. They can continue to keep creating it. Plus we get a benefit from it as well by being a certified fan. And that'll be your Thursday show called more mama's boy. You can join. There's a link in our podcast notes. You can go to certified You can text the word fans F A N S to eight, eight, eight Kramer eight. Join us. And we would love to see you over on more mama's boy. Okay. Let's do an episode of what's Kramer's spending his cash on this week. This is a new oh. segment we're going to try. Um, 
Uh, y'all know I don't like to spend money. It's not my favorite thing. It's my least favorite thing actually to spend money. I hate spending money. And this the whole medical thing has been tricky on me because and if you're new to our podcast and just a quick refresher is that in the state of Maryland, they have something called the CICB, which is the criminal uh, something investigation, criminal in no criminal injury, criminal injury compensation board. And they will pay. If you've been assaulted, they will pay for, I think your medical bills, but it's a very long process to get approved. And I don't really know how it works. So, and they won't even really tell me how it works until they get to my application, which they can't even get to for months and months and months. So, uh, mm. it's really like me just spending money and then we'll just see how this goes. And if you've been playing around now, like are playing along at home with these doctor's visits, I mean, it's been pricey. Like I'm wrapping up eye therapy this week. I think I know they're going to want me to stay because my eyes are not doing well. Uh, eye therapy alone is $300 a week and I get two mm-hmm. sessions and it's, so it's, it's been a, a total. I'm going to spend about $2,500 on just eye therapy alone so far. I don't know if there's gonna be more of what they're gonna want me to do. It's going to depend, I think on how I see my numbers when I go back for my follow-up exam. But it's uh, it, it 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 it's one of my biggest talking points in therapy right now is trying to manage. We're not even really I mean, we're talking a little bit about the trauma, but most of it's honestly managing everything that I'm having to go through and make it work because it's doctor's visits, it's the money, it's like the mind f that is like not feeling better and like am I ever going to feel better and. Uh, it's a lot. Um, so with that said, my physical therapist is like, Hey, you need to go see a neuropsychologist. And from my understanding, a neuropsychologist is someone that works with you once you are, um, once you have some kind of brain injury and kind of helps you manage all of this. And I think it's, it's mostly used for like people that are having a hard time, like getting back to work or like doing their, you know, their basic functions again, like just trying to manage the, you know, obviously there's somebody that understands the brain, how it works and so you're working with them. And I'm like, Hey, you actually, that sounds, that sounds really good because I, what I'm struggling with is I'm struggling with, I don't know if this is ever going to get better. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary because it's now been four over four months and I'm still very dizzy and mm-hmm. my eyes hurt and I can't live a normal life right now. Like I am. And, and if y'all, y'all, there's no bullshit here. Like y'all, y'all watch me. Like I'm, I'm like, if you only listen to the radio show, I don't think you realize what this has been like because it's coming in such small increments and I'm not having to like, I can get in there. And luckily now we have a new producer that's come into and like, he's helping produce a lot of stuff up and we're getting it done. So I don't think the radio show is really sound affected, but if you're watching me, I mean, you're not, you're not watching me on social media because honestly I ain't doing shit. Um, if you know, you listen to the podcast, you know that I've really been struggling with this. And so it's like getting to a point where I, I have some days y'all where I'm, I'm not good. I'm just, and, and most of it's coming from two things. Number one, this is costing me an exponential amount of money. And I don't know when it's going to end. I'm not sure. Like, obviously if I'm spending money, I'm feeling better. And I, I have good, I have, I was having some good days there for a while, but now I'm just back to like bad days for like two weeks. Um, 
it's like if you're dizzy, just just imagine your life, and then imagine like doing your life just dizzy, and your eyes hurt after you try to look at any kind of screen or drive too much. Like it's it's a prison. I'm like a, like a prison in my own life. So near us college, she's like, "Why don't you go see one?" I say, "Okay, cool." Luckily, I've got a good good relationship with Johns Hopkins, and I'm moving a lot of my care over to Johns Hopkins over the next couple of weeks. And Johns Hopkins is like the best of the best, right? No matter where you are, you've heard of Johns Hopkins Hospital and Johns Hopkins University. I don't think there is. There's not many better health systems than Johns Hopkins. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to go over there and start to get – and they have a lot of specialists over there. They have a very – like if you you need a specialist of whatever kind – I've been to the hospital many times. I mean it's crazy. Like – it's huge and it's like no matter what it's like i have a uh i have a ingrown toenail that also <laughs> has uh you know has diabetes and you're like that's really specific your toenail has diabetes like yes like okay well you actually have a specialist for that so anyway it's like it's it's crazy they're specialists for anything so neuropsychology right i so i call i call my connect over at johns hopkins and i'm like hey listen i my um, my PT thinks I should go see a neuropsychologist. And I was thinking maybe I should switch my regular therapy over to neuropsychology and then I can just do, you know, those sessions instead of doing my regular therapy for a while. Mm-hmm. So they call me back on Friday and they're like, oh yeah, we can get you in. Unfortunately, we don't take your insurance, but if you want, this is a message. Um, if you want to, we have, we do have a, a self pay plan. If you want to, um, uh, come over, you know, do, do that yourself and just let us know. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's how my therapy sessions are now. I'm not, my therapist isn't in network and it's like $140 a session, which is a lot, but I think a good therapist is worth it. So I'm like, maybe it's, you know, it's similar. And I guess I could just, you know, switch that money over to my, um, to this neuropsychologist. Mm-hmm. So I, I call him back and they say, yeah, no problem. We can get you in actually, uh, because, and because I do have a good relationship with John Hopkins that we can get you in next week. And we can get you started. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great. She's like, yeah, the self-pay option is $900 a session. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what? Y'all, they said $900 a session. Well. And I'm like, well. what? <laughs> like... Wow. Like, why is self-pay even an option then? Because they don't take my insurance. So, like, why would you even – who who is, like – like, I guess maybe some people just have that kind of money. Mm. But $900 a session. And I thought when she said $900, I, was, I thought she was going to be like, oh, that's a package of six or something. You uh-huh. know, and I'm like, okay, right. well, that's, that's reasonable or something. Mm-hmm. It's $900 a session. Mm-mm. <laughs> so, so crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, don't know. know you don't know if you would ever get reimbursed for that or not. I, and that's the problem, y'all. It's like if I knew the state was like, listen, spend away. Mm-hmm. Go get the right. best care in the world. Right. Like I'd be like, cool, no problem. I I mm-hmm. I would I would I literally go to, a, to it. I can I'm go good. do it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. honestly, it would take away 75% of the stress of my life right now no if way. I knew the state would pick yes. up everything. Yes. But since I don't, like I can't go to a, I can't in good faith without, I mean the anxiety at nine, you were talking about, you want to talk about going to see a psychologist. I would need another psychologist outside of that psychologist to go talk about how I'm spending $900 a, a session on my other psychologist. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I would need a whole nother therapy session afterwards about the money that I'm spending <laughs> on the other therapist. It would just wouldn't. It would give you so much anxiety. Oh it would kill God. me. It would. It would literally kill me. So um, mm-hmm. that I don't know. That's that's the latest on the health stuff. I know a lot of you guys ask how I'm feeling and, and you want to be caught up. I'm I'm not doing great. I'm not doing good. I'm not doing good. That's that's the truth. And it's getting very expensive. And I don't know if I, she's supposed to call me this week and I'm just going to be like, yo, so could I just do like one session and then just cram everything in that I need to know and we could just like get it done, you know, I don't know, but nine, I'm just, I, I need you talking about like sharing your story, man, like the healthcare system blows. It's, it is, it makes no sense. These prices make absolutely no sense. And I can't imagine even not having insurance. Like, thank God that like I can pay for oh most of my things God, with insurance. Yes. It's it's cost me fifty dollars a visit, which is still a lot, but like, you know, it's way mm-hmm. more manageable than nine hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So, listen, I know when you're going through anything chronic, or if you are dealing with a hospital visit, you know that you weren't expecting. I can't imagine how much Maggie's hospital bill is going to be. Can't imagine. Oh my goodness gracious! It's going to be so stupid. So just know that like, man, it sucks. It sucks. And it makes Mm -hmm. no sense. And I don't really have a lot of words of wisdom other than, you know, I mean, what else are we supposed to do? I know. Obviously I don't have to go see a neuropsychologist. I think there are are other higher things on my thing, but like 900 freaking dollars. How much is dad's chemo session, by the way? Or no, it was that pill he was taking. How much? It's a thousand dollars a pill. And how many pills did he need a day? Was it a day? Yeah, he was taking, no, he he needed like four or five a month. (laughs) It was like, it was like $5,000 a month for for one medication. So crazy. (laughs) And how much is chemo with do you know how much that is? I don't know. I'm, I don't. I think he does. I think he has some sense of it. But you yeah, know. yeah, he told me it was some it's some astrological number. He has to go get every it's, every it's month. Crazy. We're always amazed every time we get support from the insurance company about how much his treatment is cost. And we're like, what? Because you know it's always in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, anyway, well, hey, medical well, bills, you want, if you want to bitch about it, you, you can hop in the DMs. I'm still, even though you can't respond to my stories, you can always DM me. I'll, I'll get to you that day, I promise. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Crames is spending cash on this week. Mm. Um, all right, let's do Ask My Mom. This is our, our our advice segment, our weekly advice segment. I plan on having my dad on today, but I didn't. I couldn't go through the headache of trying to get him on from <laughs> home and my mom not being there. I wanted to talk football with us, but um, so I thought we'd, we'd do Ask My Mom instead. This is our advice segment where if you're ever going through a dilemma and you need some motherly advice, just go to certifiedmamasboy.com. You can uh, hit contact us. And you can send us your dilemma. My mom will read it. She'll give you her best motherly advice. And then we, as your podcast family, hop in with our two cents. So what do we have today, mom? Dear mom and Nancy, I need some advice and knew you would handle this with a soft heart. And you have dealt with a lot of funerals. My 90-year-old mother gave me a list of the people she does not want at her wake or her funeral. The list had seven people on it, and I don't know how I would even enforce it. (laughs) One of the people is her sister, who she still talks to, but they happen to be in an argument at the moment. Then there's a woman she worked with that she had a falling out with, and of course my dad, who she's been divorced from for 30 years. He's He's 92, 90 also, and both of them can go at any moment. 
I've been so torn with what to do about this. Do I obey her wishes and keep the people on her list out of her funeral? Or do I just let everyone that wants to come? None of the people on the list are that bad. They are just on my mom's S list right now. So what should I do? Lord. (laughs) You know, it's weddings and funerals. They're always so crazy, right? And they just bring out the worst in people. This is how I feel about funerals. Funerals are for the living. They're not for the dead. They're for the survivors. They're for the ones of us that will continue on in our life. And so I always say, you know, do what's best for you and your family. And honestly, in this case, I would do my best to not promise her that I would do that because then they'll have the guilt of I promised her and I didn't do it. But anyone can or cannot come to a funeral. It sounds like some of these people may not even want to be there. So so perhaps it's not as much of a problem as you think. Um, But I would just say, no, just don't worry about it and just let it be. And if they come, they come. Hopefully no one will act out and stand up and, you know, turn the eulogy and say, oh, this woman went there. Yeah. I mean, you know, that happens occasionally, but um, yeah, I would just not worry about it. I just wouldn't worry. I mean, that's tough, though. I mean, I, I, if you came to me, though, and said that, Mm -hmm. and hey, here's a list of people I don't want to be at my funeral. Like, I, Mm So now, now being her mom, she was for a second. Let's just imagine there's some people that scorned you or whatever, and you didn't want them there, and you gave me a list. Mm-hmm. You you expect the answer still to be? I think again, this is an easy thing to say when you take the emotion out of it, right? Everything mm-hmm. you just said, I think, was really easy. There's no emotion behind it, but like, right. if my mom came to me, I was like, "Hey, listen, here's a list of people I don't want to come to my funeral." Like, I, I don't know, like. I would feel comfortable. I feel like you're going to haunt me over that. That's the kind of stuff y'all get haunted over. You know what I mean? Like y'all want to talk about hauntings. That's how, that's how scary movies start. Well, if I ever, if I ever do something like that, you just tell me mom, get over it because that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Get over it. I mean, I'm thinking right now, listen, I, I already got, I got a mental list that I probably need to put in my iPhone or something about like people I don't want to cut in my feet. I'm very, there's very specific people. It starts back at like second grade. All right. I can go well, through let me it. just tell you right now, it's not happening. So <laughs> you do with that list what you wish. I, I probably, so I, I thank God. I mean, I hope to God I won't be here for that, but yeah. if I am, it's not happening. Well, wait, no. well, what do you then? So does she tell her mom that? And say, I'm not going to enforce this or does she, because again, if your mom's dead, like what's she going to do unless haunt you? If haunting you is really a thing, then you got to worry about it. It can just say, mom, I don't know how I can enforce that. If you don't want them at your funeral, perhaps the best thing to do is for you to call them and let them know that you don't want them there. And then you can die in peace because there's no way that I'm going to try to keep these people away. That (laughs) <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know if you just don't say anything about it at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just well, let her just pass and then, yeah. yeah. Be like, sure. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, mom, no problem. Cause I'm thinking like, why even say something mm-hmm. and like rock the boat? Like, it's not, mm-hmm. you're going to change your mom's mind. Be like, Oh, go, go make up with these people. Like she's not going to do that shit. Right. So 
is it worth just not saying anything at all then over it? Yeah. I mean, that's fine too. Just don't. Mm-mm. That's awkward. That's an awkward situation. Anybody got some advice on this? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to call us and give us your two cents, especially maybe maybe somebody's been in a situation like this. Uh, Our number is 888-Kramer8. It's 888-Kramer8. You can call us, you can text us, or you can always go to Certified Fans page if you're on on the page and and give us your two cents. I always screenshot or send the messages over to people that write in. So thank you for taking time to do that. All right, Mom, that's going to do it for you today. I love you. I love you forever, honey. Valentine's Day is coming up and it's a weird day to be single. I think I'm going to talk about this on the radio show, but um, I've never really handled Valentine's Day well. And I was at the grocery store this weekend and I I just like got the ick. I feel like the longer, the more Valentine's Days I go not being in a relationship, the more I'm having a hard time like relating to it. Does that make sense? Um, it's just, and I'm not like opposed to it. I'm not like, oh yeah, like, like I think you should if you're in a relationship, you should absolutely take time to like celebrate your partner. But like, if you're not in a relationship and if you're a guy specifically, y'all can do Galentine's days. Y'all got that. But like as a guy, like what am I, what am I supposed to be doing? I'm not even sure. All right. Hey, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully we'll see you on Thursday for more mama's boy. It's our Thursday show fan supported. Hopefully you'll come join us over there. Uh, If not have a great weekend. We'll do this again on Tuesday. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.